bed. And in the middle of the night, Jeffrey. I asked a shivering Jeff if he'd want to come so up. Little, Jeff little, never slept with us. Took a little, yeah, he did. He slept on the floor. No, yeah. I'm talking about our wedding night. Eddie's wedding night. A wedding you night. Ooh, he, just said, he just said our wedding night. Oh. Our wedding night, no, right? Apparently you left like... Yes, I left, but I, <laughs> I he went he for a walk. in the bed. Just he, he parked. No, I and he remember had to go what happened. We were well, I was the only sober one, which is a shocking development. I know. Um, Brand, you can't see my face. I don't like it. Let's just go for it. All right, let's go. go for it, man. Go for it. Merry Christmas and welcome to season Merry three. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Damn, sorry. <laughs> I gotta start again. Christmas and welcome to a special episode of Season you get 3 a car. Three and a Half you Gentlemen, get a car. the podcast oh. where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis of moves from our private collections, and one of us tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide Obviously, which Obviously, that is Sean is right which, now, Sean. But for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my jolly co-hosts, Jeremiah. What up, you laissez compadant? <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. And Brandon. Sean, look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> We're taking a small break from our 2000 selections. Fuller, uh, <laughs> go easy on the Pepsi. Uh, in season three with our picks. Uh, and we're bringing you a Christmas movie. As with every review, we give our goals to answer one simple question. How many drinks does it take to get through the film we've just watched? At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film that you can watch Stone Cold Sober. <clears throat> and five being the sort of film that shoots you in the nuts with a pellet gun. Oh, Ooh. ouch. Solid. In addition to our review, we pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. This season, we want to focus a little bit more on the cocktail, and we have a delight this evening. So please feel free to shake, stir or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review with that what movie do we have bringing in the yuletide this evening gentlemen well tonight we have a christmas <laughs> entry and honestly it's a movie that i am very very surprised it's taken us this long to do and that is 1990s home alone this yes. john hughes written christopher columbus directed christmas masterpiece is rated a 7.6 staggering low which Shame. I believe is uh, staggeringly low, as my script says, <laughs> and a uh, critic score of 66% wow. and a much more appropriate Fucking audience critics, score of 80% critics don't know on shit, Rotten man. Tomatoes. Critics Fucking don't know critics. Shit. They talked about Eternals being this great movie. I finally saw it. That is the biggest steaming pile of Marvel dog shit so, I've seen uh, since Captain I seen Marvel. It. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's terrible. I haven't seen it. Well, in case you uh, were wondering, this story is about a bratty <laughs> eight-year-old Kevin McAllister. Was he really a brat? Honestly, the one and only Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Who yes. acts out the night before a family trip to Paris. His mother, Catherine O'Hara, really the one and only Catherine O'Hara. Oh, also, Catherine O'Hara is just Gotta love her. Makes him sleep in the attic after the McAllisters Hell mistakenly leave for the airport in Paris without <laughs> Kevin. Eddie, shut up. Sorry. He awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family has come true. But his excitement sours when he realizes that two conmen played by Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, respectively, Amazing. I love Plan to rob me too. <laughs> Plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he alone must protect the family home. The cast is rounded out by the two late and great John Hurd and John the one, Candy. The only John Candy. John Candy. The one and only Fuck. John Candy. Which was just I mean just incredible. Uh, first impressions, Jeremiah. Before we get into our cocktail selection, let me get that <laughs> get that cock, cocktail cock back out of the mouth. Before we get into our cocktail selection, we need to talk about whose film this is and additionally what our initial impressions of the movie were before sitting down to watch it. Since this is a group pick, I think Brandon should go first. Oh, Brandon. Brandon. Tell me about it. So this is a movie that I think uh, I, along with all normal people who don't watch Die Hard all the, all the time for, for Halloween or Christmas or whatever the hell, this, no. this drink has already got me. Um, <laughs> watch anyway, Lincoln. this is a freaking uh, Christmas movie of all Christmas movies. Um, I, I don't even know and remember the first time I saw it, but I mean, I had to be little. I, I came out when I was five, so I'm guessing I saw it when I was five. Um, but it's a movie that I think is iconic to childhood. Uh, and it doesn't matter how old you were in 1990 when this came out. It just reminds you of a better, happier um, time. Even though I coming back you. and revisiting this movie, it, it, there's there's a lot of flaws at it. But at the same time, there's sometimes movies that transcend the flaws and you can just forgive it because it's just a damn good fun watch. And I think that's definitely what we have here. Um, so I was excited to come back to it. I watched it for the first time in a couple of years last year. Um, and then watching it again this year, 
uh, it was just it was just a lot of fun to watch. So thank you guys for going along with this group pick, Eddie. What do you think? I was also really really excited. This is a movie that I know both my my young boys we watch it uh, every Christmas time, even before Christmas. It's a movie that we watch about three times a year, uh, <laughs> and I'll probably watch it a couple more times into this year. They really enjoy this one and uh, Home Alone two. Um, lost in New York. Yeah. So How do you get lost in New York? It's a they, great baby. They really enjoy this movie a little Something bit more better because uh, they just laugh at all the scenes. And it's just one of those movies that I enjoy watching with the family. And it's it's it just brings back happy memories. There's not a bad part of this movie that makes me think. I don't. It's hard for me to pick apart this movie as I was trying to do it today. But I was really really <coughs> excited to watch this movie. I'm as loud as I could be right now. Sorry. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I loud, I'll take my first impression. So I've watched this movie uh, every year without fail since I was probably since 1990, honestly. Um, and it's always the so one. So that'll be uh, 31 times. Yeah, Sean. 31 times. I probably watched it 31 times. Good job. Yeah, but you're 36. I'm not 36. I'm 35. You think about it. I <laughs> did. <laughs> you asshole. Anyway, so uh, I remember really enjoying the the from a kid perspective the uh, being home alone and like fighting off the bad guys protecting your castle and all like that kind of stuff. I used and to play the I, Super Nintendo game actually home alone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then as I got older though, what's really funny is last like probably four <clears throat> three or four years I started identifying with the panic of the parents. <laughs> <laughs> so a whole new movie has emerged. But well, yeah, Eddie, very exciting. Eddie, honestly he identifies with the two burglars. I yeah. recently did that. I was like, this is what they did wrong. Yeah yeah. I mean leave a calling card to you an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah, take us home. Uh, yo, uh, I actually remember seeing this movie in the theaters not once, but like three times. I literally remember uh, going to three different uh, occasions. I don't even remember even like just being in theaters and laughing my ass off, and that's my first impression of the movie. This is probably hands down my favorite uh, Christmas movie. Uh, like you guys all say, every time I think about this movie, there's a lot of flaws to it. Don't get me wrong. But it's such a good family fucking fun movie. I, I Every time we watch this movie, and it's just not me or Eddie or, or his sons or like, you know, my family or anything, we all get together and just watch a film. We just watch this film. So it's just like, you know, it's such a tradition. What the fuck, yo? Well, if we're, we're going to start that, Eddie, favorite Christmas movie? Oh, this is, I have to say it's between this and one other movie. What was the other movie? I can't tell you yet. Okay. Brandon, favorite Christmas movie? That's easy, but you're all going to make fun of it. So well, we make fun of you anyway because you have terrible taste in movies. So It's it's Muppet Christmas. Of course movie. it is with oh, John. Uh, you said oh, that God. on the freaking Dark uh, Knight, Dark Knight yeah. podcast. Michael goddamn King. <laughs> no, no, no one didn't like Lethal Weapon. So That's it's a Christmas be, movie, for me, it's For me, it's this no. or it's Santa Claus. With oh, okay. Well, t- yeah. Santa Claus is great. Santa Claus is classic. Yeah, I, I'm Claus a huge fun. fan of White Christmas. That's That's my favorite. Christmas you know what, Sean? Nine that out of ten times I'd be like, "Get the fuck!" Come on. Here's the fifties movie. So I made, but I, I yeah. like the fucking movie. <laughs> I forced Jeremiah to watch it one time, and it's a great fucking movie. I enjoyed Bing it. Crosby, great music. Rosemary Clooney. Can we talk about this movie, please? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> uh, Eddie, take us through the cocktail. Yeah. As we mentioned earlier, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, feel, and the overall impact of the story with a cocktail. This season, we really wanted to stress the cocktail and more, and how it links up to the movie selection. Everyone who listens knows. That when we finally watch a Bond movie, we'll pair a vodka martini. We are gonna watch a Bond movie. We'll Shaking that stirred with every, a lemon peel. Every week I say it. Every week. But tonight's oh, cocktail was chosen by the group James Bond. So Jeremiah Bond will be taking us through the cocktail. Jeremiah, uh, no. Tonight's cocktail is the Laissez Compatant, a twist She's of a such classic. A bitch when she says that, yeah, she is, dude. What the French say Laissez Compatant. She's like, a what? And she just turns away. Anyways, it's a twist of a classic French cocktail that. The drink actually combines a cognac, Grand Meunier, Grand Meunier, okay, a Grand Meunier, a sweet vermouth, and after, no, it's vermouth. vermouth. I was gonna say Vermont, so it's okay. Let's keep going. (laughs) And after a few of these, you will be definitely be les compétents. The garnish to this cocktail with cranberries, a cinnamon stick, and other Christmas garnish, and serve it in a good old-fashioned like goop. Mistletoe. I'm excited. Mistletoe. No, I'm mistletoe is poisonous. I'm excited for this drink. Yeah, no, me too. Eddie, so uh, a complete recipe, visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com or on our Instagram page at the.gentlemanpodcast. The dot, dot means, means a lot. lot. Cheers, gentlemen. Let's try this holiday explosion. Mm. Let's make... 
Oh, Jer, I see you with the pinky up. <laughs> Is it the cinnamon stick? No, that's, a, and that's, that's not etiquette. I shouldn't be doing that, actually. That's not classy. So I was no, told that. So it's, like it. it's very whiskey-y. It's cognac. I, I taste a lot of cognac. There's a lot of cognac. It makes me think, of, like, it makes I, me think of, the, of the grandfather that I never had. I, think, I, got, <laughs> I think somebody put too much cranberry in I mine. taste a lot of Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier, Grand Marnier that's the orange. Grand that's Grand the citrus. I like mine heavier. Too much cranberry. Too many. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's talk about... Home alone. Okay, so I want to start. <clears throat> I know I always want to start somewhere. Of course, but I want to start, start. with do. that fucking house and how incredible. Yeah. This, so my favorite part of John Hughes uh, scripted movies is that he has no idea how normal people live. So these, this is like Chicago, right? So it's like Chicago yeah. in the winter. And this is like the, the house. nicest upper middle class home that you've ever seen in your life. The neighborhood is fucking stunning. Brick houses. Everyone's decorated to the nines. I feel like seriously being a poor kid <laughs> where we our family was just poor sometimes. I mean, they are going to Paris. For, it was uh, just like, you just <laughs> see that. You're just like, fuck, they must be live the high life. And I'm just thinking to myself, what does mom and dad do for a living? <laughs> they have five so kids. I love that because my first note in the entire thing is, damn, that house. <laughs> yeah. And do you, okay, so I don't know if anyone else saw this, but the wallpaper and the colors were so our childhood, right? The maroons yes. and the dark greens and the it was very Christmas, it's a totally Christmassy, Christmassy house, yeah. absolutely. But, but it's also, a very house from the '90s. It, it, like you, when you think of a house from the '90s, it's this house that sits out into my head of all I, movies. I think of that house. Oh, that that and Father of the Bride house. Oh, very much, yeah. Two. But like yeah. when when I was a kid, um, I remember that blue wallpaper, like blue carpet. Blue, everything yeah, was like blues green. and pinks and what? whites. And green and, carpet. Yeah, green, uh, navy, yeah. Green, like, navy green, like a, a forest green, like yeah. a dark green, like the curtains behind you. Like what was like your green. holiday ex- experience? Like, because the house was going ape shit and whatnot. I mean, did you guys ever experience that? You know, no, you guarantee not, like not a that. lot of people in your house. You know, one no, time our house, one time our family was like a broth, not brothel, but a hostel and shit. Jesus, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> brother. Yeah. They were not practicing prostitution for Christmas. Honestly, Thank you very happened? much. People would come over and be like, where's Eddie? And they're like, oh, upstairs. He'll be down in five. He's and with he's cousin like, Miranda. <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> no. So I, uh, my childhood was filled with my, my parents do Christmas big. Like my family, we're, we're. Uh, how do I say it? We we decorate a lot. We're yeah, well, into yes. tradition. Shush. Yeah. We do a lot. Year, we do a lot of work. Um, but we really have never had that big of a family. Like we always have a big Christmas morning uh, or Christmas day. But Christmas Eve is always like grandparents and maybe my cousins, but not very not many more people than like ten. 20 at most. Um, I never experienced like just a insane chaos house full of kids ever in my life. Yeah, no, that, I've that never, never happened with me. No. I, I've never experienced uh, Christmas where the whole block pretty much goes on vacation. Uh, that's what happens here, right? And like everyone just disappears. Or Chicago. Everyone gets the fuck out of Chicago yeah. for Christmas because it's four <laughs> degrees. Yeah, but. <laughs> They you know that house is like, like two point one million or some shit like that. That house is like so like expensive and shit it's now. Crazy. Oh yeah, it's fucking crazy. But now yo. it's probably like six. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, going back though, like what's really funny is now that I'm an adult, we have more crazy Christmas eves and Christmas days than we've ever had in the past. Like with my family because we we invite like friends over and it's a t- totally it's like different. that like when well, we had sean you've grown into your whiskey that's and true your, uh, but your, like your a couple a couple of years ago remember brandon when we had all the kids for new year's eve yes no, and it was, was like fun, it was like there was like 20 we played games Can like we do that that's again brandon way crazier than anything i did when i was a kid so. in case you're wondering uh, eddie is god awful at pictionary yeah pick yeah well you know. unless it was a, unless it was a snake he wasn't gonna draw it it wasn't a snake. <laughs> so let's talk about John Williams' score, actually, because I feel like this is kind of one of his underrated scores. I love the opening like title theme of Home Alone, where it sounds like this small little creature <laughs> mouse like going into the house and whatnot. What do you guys think of it, man? Well, it almost gives well, I you. Think a... he, he uses he uses the bells really well because he's he's really just capturing that Christmas feel. And and yeah, Sean, we give you a shit, but um, it is based off of the Nutcracker Suite, and we hear that. And to me, it just it, it almost has become canon Christmas music, right? Like I don't necessarily associate it with Home Alone. I associate it with Christmas, um, and I think that's just uh, just a testament to John Williams and what he does. He was able to set up that song really perfectly with the movie. Just instantly, that movie you had the idea 
of what was going to happen without even watching the movie. And yeah. That's, 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 it says brought something. you into Christmas yeah. instantly. Yeah. And what I will say, so every, uh, every musician or what do you call him? A composer has their like trademark, right? So you've got <clears throat> Howard Shore is uses a lot of horns, very deep blasting horns. Hans Zimmer, Hans Zimmer used a lot of blasting low, horns, low reverberating <laughs> horns. So it's a different, different John Williams loves strings, flutes, and bells. And for me, if you if you really listen to this soundtrack, it's all strings, flutes, and bells. It's all this light, like snow falling, mice <coughs> creeping through the like you said, mice creeping, creeping through, through the house. house. Yes, like it feels so magical and mystical. And actually, what's really funny is I'm I'm watching this movie and listening to it, and I'm like, oh, Harry Potter. Like it, it literally sounds. It has like a you Harry can Potter feel vibe. that Harry Potter magic. Harry, Harry oh, Potter vibe. Hook. Like I, you can hear all of the. All of the kids' whimsy in all of these different scores, they just explode. So, so, like, when you hear this song, like, when you actually just put the movie on, and if you, or if you have it on TBS or some shit like that, I guarantee you when you hear the theme of the song, you're like, oh, that's Home Alone. So, uh, what is it? Kevin. Kevin McAllister. Yes, He's the, the youngest, character. right? He's the, the family. He's the youngest well, of yeah, his family, yes. but not the young. Oh, well, and Fuller's I want to talk about Fuller. Don't, don't let me forget about Fuller's Fuller. cousin. <laughs> Fuller, go easy on the yeah. Pepsi. Fuller is, is the cousin. Yeah, so Kevin is the he, baby. But is the cousin uh, an only cousin? Like, is he a single? Because I feel like, like, no, there, Fuller, like there was like four, three different families there. Yeah, and there, it was four. not clear who belonged to who. It was so confusing. I was trying to. I still to this day, I'm like, okay, who is Kevin's? I know his brother, Buzz, Buzz and then he has two sisters. So there was yeah, there, there was five all together five. He has two brothers there's, and two he, sisters. He's the fourth. No, he doesn't. Have, he's there's there's five all together. There's five all together. Because you saw Kevin put up the Christmas stockings. There was five stockings and two adult stockings all together. Seven. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. also because there's the Buzz and then there's the other redhead kid that from Pete and Pete's adventure from so that, Nickelodeon. That's his brother. Yeah, but he he's not he's not uh is, is he, he a I brother? Don't, I don't know. That's the thing. Well, I don't know. They all look I, like so except different thought, kids. I thought there was three girls in Kevin and Buzz. No, the, 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 the oldest the, girl, the good-looking one that I know everyone saw at one point. <laughs> <laughs> the old, the, the one that miscounted. <laughs> so let's talk about um, the yeah, the mom and father. You know, uh, John Hurd and the one and only Catherine, uh, Catherine, Catherine O'Hara. O'Hara. She was just. What, don't what you just feel like she's so such a good mother? I mean, not a good mother, well, what, but what just. I love about this. This is one of her first times that I think she, she he means he means like a good mother actress. Okay. Yeah. So That's what, what I meant to say. She forgot her this son. Her yeah. <laughs> but this is one of her first times that we see her ever really as a normal straight laced character. She's not playing somebody eccentric. She's not, you know, a uh, shit yeah. freak or anything like that. She's just playing a normal character, which is weird because I think that this is kind of almost in a lot of ways her iconic role that most people maybe if you say name a Catherine O'Hara movie, they're going to say Home Alone, which is weird because she's so win. good in everything she does. Best in show. She was in uh, <laughs> Beetlejuice, right? Yeah, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Right. No, she does. She does. She's so different. Much stuff. She can. Time, she has I a very that wide that, variety that of iconic, movies. Yeah. Yeah, but that iconic scream of Kevin in in the airplane, right? That's that's what we all remember her as doing. See, yeah. and I think it goes deeper than that. I think she actually she resonated '90s mom, and and maybe for she us, is. yeah, it, for us it means something different because that's our era of of living but all those shoulder pads am i right right but i feel like she was all our mom like when she when she realized what she had done left her baby at home that whole process of getting back to chicago was the most hilarious slash relatable yeah. experience i never <laughs> I never really enjoyed watching the house she got back home until recently. I'm like, you're right. Like, I yeah. just was like, oh, yeah. It's different, right? It's yeah. different now. Yeah, this especially being a parent that. and even just seeing it as an adult. I mean, it was just kind of funny, like, to see what she had to go through. Like, and just. I mean, she was selling her diamonds. Yeah. She was selling her. Yeah. If I have to sell the this, my soul to the devil himself, <laughs> I can't do it. So, like, so I've got a question. How, how, how long about the dad, was though? Alone? Was it just two days? No, three. It was, three, a, it was like three or four days. Yeah. Three or four, four days, yeah. Well, I thought that's what I thought, but then I started kind of piecing it together. And well, think like about this. So the, two days. The flight, to, the flight to Paris would have taken probably. No. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's 15? No, that's like that's got to be longer than nine. You go across hours. the no, go across from, the pond. Well, he's not looking up right now. From, Look, uh, he's looking from it up. California to Paris. Have you been to Paris, Brandon? Yes, I have. From Chicago to oh, Paris your, your is seven hours. Fuck. 
<laughs> wait, it's Mark. not. Wait, it's not. It's not. Wait, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm looking at economy tickets. Uh, it's eight hours. Eight hours. Good okay. job, Brandon. Okay, so, right. so she gets all. So no, you said seven hours. So you're wrong. So she gets all. <laughs> so they leave him. That's eight hours there. Eight hours back. So that's sixteen hours. No, because she actually went to Texas. She went to Dallas. To uh, she, she no she goes to Paris. The she went to Strand. She's, uh, to yeah, Strand. She went to Strand. Strand, like, to Strand. Strand <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's traveled let's uh, pretty much everywhere. Let's just give it a four. Let's give it four days. Plus, I think there was a day in Paris. I feel like they were. She couldn't get she out to the next around, day. Yeah. So eight hours there plus twenty four plus eight. Let's she, just. So let's, she had to stay at the airport. Let's roughly say it was four days that they were separated. Yeah, but a you, lot of shit happened the, the in four days. The question is like. How do yeah. you forget your fucking kid? Okay, I, I'm going to tell you right now that, now that this is a real... Part. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a fucking story, just, okay? So, come on, dude. So, on, tri- but on Christmas... <laughs> on, the difference is on Christmas, no, in real... In other scenarios, when maybe, possibly. No. So, I'm at a volleyball game. Wait, wait, wait. He went to a volleyball game at uh, Rivers, uh, River, Riverdale High. Okay. Riverdale High. I'm there... <laughs> My, uh, my, we're, my sister finishes her volleyball game, takes my sister, gets into the car, and I'm looking at, around, and I'm like... Oh, they left you. They left me. <laughs> they left me. But, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. How, how old were you? Want to forget you? I was probably... <laughs> nine. I remember you telling me. You I want to say ten? I was probably like eight? seven, eight, nine. <sighs> about Noah's so age. You were Kevin's age. Yeah. Kevin's I was Kevin's age. And after six weeks, you know, he and came so through. I so I went all the way to a payphone. And uh, I don't know if you remember this when we were when we were little kids. This is non-existent today, but you used to do a collect call. Yes. Yes. Like, Come pick me up. Yep. Yep. Twenty <laughs> yep. hundred collect. Twenty or whatever. Yeah, something, something. Would you like to accept the charges from? Come pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I call, and uh, my mom was almost home. She had no idea that I was. I was still there. Dang, and she dude. turned around. She came back and got me. I'm just saying, this is a rational, reasonable thing. They're in a hurry. They're late. They're trying to get to the airport. And that but bitch did count. And he, and that weird neighbor kid was in the back of the van. Looks just like him. Okay. His buddy. Have you ever noticed? Even it gets better that when, when he spills the soda, right? They throw out his ticket. They throw out Kevin's yeah, ticket. That's true. Everything worked out perfectly. Like John Hughes. It was a beautifully written movie. movie. It was literally... <laughs> It was perfectly constructed because it's so plausible. There was no extra ticket, so they were the new right away. So, question. Do you remember seeing that kid who's actually just, like, snooping around the neighbor's house, and he's just like, hey, I'm from, like, uh, I'm the Murphys from the Murphy family. Do you ever see that scene where he's actually, like, you know, like... Yeah, I was happy that his house got flooded. But, no, do you ever see the scene... Where, he, where the, he's like talking to the guy and the guy's like, gee, kid, I don't know, hit the road. And you literally see the kid lip read his lines at the same time. You never seen that part. No, right? I did so not know like, that. It's the funny thing. The- that I've, I've seen it since like fucking like almost 25 oh, years of it. And he always lips, lips the guys' like lines to the guy because I guess he couldn't fucking read it or something like that. <laughs> the guy or he was trying to time it himself? No, it was just like, gee, kid, I don't know. Hit the rose. He's literally lip, <laughs> so, lip reading. I, I'm going to digress from the movie for a minute and ruin Lord of the Rings from you. So uh, I was watching a uh, like a po- okay. uh, not a podcast, but like Josh Gad had this thing during COVID where he had the whole cast Lord of the Rings on, and you know where Sean Bean says that famous line: "One does not simply walk into Mordor at the Council of Elrond." Yeah, the reason he's looking down is because he was given that speech the morning of, and it was taped to his fucking leg. And if you watch it now, you're like, "Damn it." <laughs> I'm going to tell you another thing about Lord of the Rings, and we'll get back to Home Alone, okay? Oh, I was God. listening to someone about Elijah Wood, and he said that every, everything was voice dubbed. Every fucking line. Can you fucking believe that? That's torture. No, so, I, don't, I don't believe So then that. is it not the mom's fault? Should the mom have done that? What do you mean, done what? Ha, gave her, uh, is that her niece, I guess you can say? Her yeah, it was her niece. niece. Like uh, yeah, the job, the head sure count. She's freaking an adult. Well, she, so here's my, here's my thought. Kevin is not young. Second grade, grade, eight years old. No, he's not. Kevin is capable of being watched by his adult or his older siblings. Therefore, there's no reason why a parent has to be a... Now, I would be there because I'm a panicked person, and I want to make sure everyone... Well, I mean, come on. You see him, like, thinking about everyone. It's like, Kevin, you're such a disease, you know? Did you feel bad for Kevin? You feel bad for Kevin. Was that all Kevin's fault? I don't feel bad for Kevin. I want want to go off on a rant. Brandon, I'm going to feed you to my tarantula. (laughs) 
I know. I will talk about it. Sean, go ahead and finish, but then I want to go off on a rant. No, I was. I think Kevin's a prick. Go ahead. I'll listen to you. Kevin is in second grade. (laughs) He's a little. He's a little jackass. You don't think Buzz is a dick? No, Buzz is an older brother. No, 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 no. Buzz is a fucking dick, and I'll get. I'll get more into Buzz about it after Brandon here. So listen, listen. What I noticed, maybe this is, is because I was watching it with with my kid, and I'm watching it. He's laughing, and I'm like, I literally every. Two seconds of the first quarter of the movie, I kept looking over at him and being like, you don't talk to people like that way. You don't talk to us that way. Like literally every single person in this movie is is an asshole. Like literally the mom, the dad, the kids, the Kevin, the uh, the the robbers, every little person in this movie is an asshole. And Kevin, maybe more so than anybody. I, I agree. But that you. doesn't that doesn't take away from my love of the movie and, and how much I enjoy the movie necessarily. But it does frustrate me because we talk about Christmas movies and literally one of the tropes about Christmas movies is that there's always this redemption. Right. And it kind of comes from Christmas Carol from from Charles Dickens, which is made perfect with the Muppets. But it's get off the Muppets, you bro. Somebody, You're the only one who likes bit, the Muppets. Not a bit. Love it. Love it. Every year I watch it. So anyway, I want, I want to say something after you. Here's the thing. No, no. Shut up, Ed. Hurry because up. here's what we see. Shut up, Ed. Hurry up. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> literally there's not a saving character now that is something that pisses me off about this movie and i'm going to talk about it more probably when i score it, uh, excuse me there is a redemption wow character. There's a where redemption did you miss the arc. part of the movie oh, yo no hold on hold on here's what here's you're gonna say that when everybody comes home they all redeem themselves but guess what i'm they not the head, you're wrong the redemption is robert's him. blossoms as marley old man marley yes who has the total redemption of being this okay, evil I'm sorry yes none none of the McAllisters are redemptive that's not what you all. said now you're changing the goalpost now you're, you're changing right. what sorry. we're talking about by the way can we can we get off on that tangent because god damn i love old man Mark. He's the best <laughs> character ever which gets me then into john hughes and i'm just gonna go down this rabbit hole john hughes is one of my favorite writers because he takes the most illogical you mentioned it with this idea that he doesn't know how real people live in chicago or no real idea. people live anywhere but it's this idea I wrote it down in my notes. I said, he's the king of it. It doesn't work in real life, but it's so damn fun, so let's watch it. Right? You right. know how he and got this movie done, right? You know how he came no. up with the concept of the movie? Go oh, ahead. Wait, I did. See, I, did hear, no, shit, I, I read that yesterday, but I forgot. What was it? So basically, oh, he yeah. was doing Uncle Buck with John Candy, That's and there's a right. scene where like, you know, um, Macaulay Culkin, the character, is by himself, and he's waiting right next to the door with like, kind of the flip open of the uh, envelope thing, and then... Yeah. Right there and then, there's a scene where he keeps looking up, you know, and someone's like waiting for him to get in or something like that. And he notices like there's three people, but it's like his imagination. And right there and then, it was like, that's Home Alone right there. And that's how you got that fucking idea. So what I love about John Hughes, and I I swear you go through every single one of his movies, and it's slapstick, it's stupid, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You laugh, you laugh, you laugh. And then it has some kind of serious, overly, almost melodramatic moment. It just hits us in the heart, right? It's, well, it's, it's got, a, it's got an underpinning of adult problems and kids' problems colliding. Or not problems, yeah. but learning. At the, they're learning at the same rate, yeah. and you realize that both adults and kids are going through the same struggle, just d- different stories. Yeah, yeah. especially so, so in that have, church scene. Exactly. That's one of the best scenes, I think, in any, any Christmas movie, literally at all. It's the conversation between... Marley and Kevin, it's beautiful. And it hits so ask. much harder. Hold on, I, I want to explore that for just yeah. a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but good. I, I always thought that that was a slow part of the movie when he goes to church and sees old man Marley, and you know, oh look, my granddaughter. You know, I don't get to see her that much, and all this stuff. And I'm, it hits so much up. harder as, kid, as it, an adult because so it's yeah. like, oh my god, like how many families are separated at Christmas or have beefs that create this a beef for something stupid for something so stupid and i don't mean to diminish beefs i'm just i'm not trying to sometimes it is sometimes it's it's significant but so many times like i remember in my family and everyone's dead now so it doesn't matter um but like my aunt had a problem or my my uncle had a problem with my aunt because um you know, she wouldn't make the kids hug her at, at Christmas because she was a big lady and the kids were scared of her. And she's like, that's okay. Like, you don't love my kids. And that separated our family for like, I want to say like 10 years. Like that stupid shit just ruins the dynamics. And so, all you want is which you can get those years back. Right. And yeah. it's, it's just, and to me, that's what I'm thinking about when he's sitting in the church talking about his granddaughter and talking about all these things. And it's like, if people would just get out of their own way and get, get rid of their pride and get rid of their stupidity, they'd be able to have a lot more fulfilling and satisfying life. But what, and jumping off of that, what makes it so good in the movie, I mean, so good, is that it shows that all it takes is a phone call, right? By the end of the movie, he made that phone call. 
and always forgiven or maybe not always forgiven but we made steps towards that and he's hugging his granddaughter and he's walking them back to his house and through it's the eyes of a child moment. it's like hey stupid so just do this like hey just do this like what do you have to lose <laughs> this this movie shows yeah. beautiful so, yeah this movie shows really good values of about family is really about family with Christmas or who you need to be around with during the holidays. And it comes down to like, it, you know, this kid, you know, who is in second grade, he goes from pretty much like telling his parent mom to like, I want no family disappearing. And then he instantly realizes on day two, pretty much says he went through a couple of days, like being alone. You, you kind of saw like, or is it day four? <laughs> no, around day two, there was a time where you sit in the bed where he's just like, I'm alone right now, and this kind of blows. Like this sucks. Like, it took him only about a day and a half to realize this, but and then yeah. it, you start realizing right, right away is like, like it's about family for during the holidays, right. that, and that, it, it, settle your beef now because that, that's the underpinning yeah. theme. I think that's why this movie lasts. Because I, I, you look at this movie, and it's not about a little kid who who takes vengeance out on Joe Pesci. And he Dan really thought story. he made his family disappear, and he was so sad. Right. He and at the he at first, like you said, he was excited. He had all that ice cream. He I'm watching. What, what did he say? I'm hey wa- Buzz, I'm <laughs> watching Dirty Cop, uh, Dirty yeah. uh, Bad Movies, Dirty Robbers. Yeah, and <laughs> he better come cream. out and get me. You better come out and pound. Me. Yeah, tell me, yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that that's that's hitting though what John Hughes does the best. And I don't know if you guys have seen, um, but my favorite John Hughes movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I don't know if you guys know that one. I have not seen, seen that, that one. one. Well, no, I thought that so, was supposed to be our next holiday movie. Sean, you got to bet. You got to promise me that you're going to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles this Thanksgiving. So after watching Only Murders in the Building, I'm, I've rediscovered Steve Martin. Super excited to watch him in some of his older stuff. Sean, you Thomas, mentioned it. You mentioned Sean, he mentioned I want, that. I want, uh, piggyback, Sean. That's probably hands down one of the best series I've seen all year. That fucking that was a great fucking. Oh, only murders in the building. It's still fucking great. Still got to see it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Brandon, it was, it was awesome. You know, I I, I, even, I will I go agree. ahead. I will go out on a limb and I will say that it was top five in the last five years by far. Oh, it no, was you, you so were saying good. that in the text. And I, I disagree. I, shit, I gotta watch it. You know, so let's um, talk about um, Frank so, and how much of an asshole he is. So I want to talk about how oh, Frank. You know how you know, Frank. Let me, let me get to this before go you go, bro. Frank. So yeah. Frank actually, if the original screenplay, he was actually supposed to be the villain of the whole movie. By the way, Murph. No, no Frank. Uh, yeah. Uncle Marv. Frank. Uncle Marv. Uncle Frank. No, because Marv he's Marv the villain. Marv's the villain. Yeah. Yeah, because Uncle Frank, if you haven't noticed, he was always like short on money. He was always a cheapskate and whatnot. And in the original script, he hired. He hired. Uh, uh, Marv and Harry to go rob his brother and everything like that in the original yeah, screenplay. I would love that. Of course, you would have ruined a good movie. Um, you so, like to go? Yeah, he's like, let's just make it an indie <laughs> film. Fuck it, let's do I, it. Have we talked about this on the podcast? But is anyone else super jealous of the fact that they flew first class? The, uh, the, the family parents? did. The family. The, the, the parents did. The parents did. Well, the kids don't need to fly first class. <laughs> Who does that? They don't. Does, does no, that really happen? Since, since oh my god! Have you using... never flown first class? No, but no, the I've parents never. would go first class. And oh you just fuck send your yeah! I'm gonna do it. I guarantee I'm gonna do it. Absolutely. You would have had a. Oh my god! He's heavy. Why would probably I have, waste he, money? I have, I well, have Sean uses traveler checks. Okay. Have, you've I never. Can, you've never. Okay. You don't have kids, do you? Oh no! That's why you'd never put them in first class. Brandon, did you get that? First class is magic. Break that up. There is no better experience in a plane than than for. I've never flown first, but I I fly business. Um, uh, I flew business. <laughs> there is. I flew business to London, and I flew business to Italy. It is, without a doubt, the most incredible experience, and, uh, and it would be wasted on a child. No, I'm, no, I'm saying is you can never fly first class as a parent unless your kids are like at least in the teenager age. Oh, fuck that. Put it no. this way, I since you 1990, you can't send your two your second grader and your your. What fifth yeah, grader if they had a and seventeen grader. year old cousin? Absolutely. No. So no, 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 no. We so we high class people. The, you know, we let Philip that, take care of that parent. Just send your kids in the fuck yeah <laughs> with the so yeah with up. the peasants in the back of the playhouse. Oh, see, I'm back there. I'm back there with my kids. I'm back there with my kids. Then if you're fucking kids, yeah, that's that yeah. sounds like so. You need a first let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about this movie. So seriously, watching this movie, yeah. um, I think this movie introduced me to every Christmas song I can probably know in the world. Because oh of God, this Manheim fucking movie, like everything. I mean, Mannheim Steamroller is fantastic, but if you also look at the uh, the I'm dreaming of a white, the one like yeah, you got the where he Bing puts. Crosby. The, well, yeah. no, it wasn't Bing Crosby. It was a totally different version. And you also have it was not it was not Bing Crosby. But who was it then? It was I want to say it was who was the White Christmas version? It was and I don't 
I, I want to say it was like Bill Weathers or someone. Um, French, oh, French Sinatra. Okay, I can see that. Sean, this is your era. You Watch, should know yeah, your shit yeah. here. Uh, Way to drop the ball. Oh, oh the one Wait, thing we need you. Right if this there. has to do something with a glass of scotch and 50 music, this I'm is all yours, though, dude. For the longest time. If this was, is before Brandon, movies you, got good, would, then Sean is Did you like, never? It was the Drifters. It was the Drifters. I was going to say, it was, it, I, I, I was like, pretty sure. Um, Brandon. You sure uh, was it the Polka Kids? Did you Polka, ever Polka, look? Polka, Polka, did Polka, you ever Polka, look? Polka. Did you ever look for that movie to watch? What movie? The movie what? that Kevin was all about in in Home Alone. Angels, one. Angels, uh, Angels in never there, what is bro. It? it was it's not a real movie. I no, 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 it. It, was, no. it was Heavens and Angels. No, no, it's Angels, Angels with Filthy Souls. Angels with Filthy Souls. But they got, this one's called Angels with Filthy Faces. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always looked for it when I was younger. I was like, this of is course, not a real movie. I thought that was a real movie too, man. Yeah. So, hey, I, I, want, I want to talk about this, but I also want to talk about the two robbers. Now, the only problem with me is some of the casting of Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. What? Watch your fucking it would have been, mouth. It would have been better with, with Brian Cox. That's no. <laughs> Brian Cox and, Brian Cox and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Bro, sucks. not cool. No, no. Joe no. Pesci was awesome. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Dude, Joe Point Pesci and Daniel sucks. Stern are fucking great in this movie, dude. Okay, so They're Daniel so good. Stern. This is the first time I saw Daniel Stern. Then I saw him in, in City Slickers two, and then City Slickers one, which oh, City Slickers one is most... such a disappointment. No, 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 no. Have watched? No, have you seen it? Me as an and adult? Kim, yeah, me and Kim watched it like oh. two years ago, and I was like, oh, this movie's great. I remember it being so good, and we watched it, oh, so and it was like, heavy. oh wow, this is not very good heavy. at all. He it's, was actually it's not a the, it's very he was the voice for Kevin Arnold on The Wonder Years. If you didn't know that, who oh. Daniel Stern? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw I that. Saw that. Um, I, Fred Savage. I didn't either, but wow, what the fuck, well, guys? They're remaking Daniel it. Stern. They did. Daniel Stern is, is a is a nineties god, though. I mean, he's yes. he's one of those characters. Well, rookie of the year. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was fantastic. I'm and alone. I guess I guess what I loved about this is that they were silly. Like him and Joe Pesci were super silly, super over the top, not very vindictive. I mean, who spends their whole Christmas Eve trying to take down a kid? After you find out he's a kid, like the yeah. house, like you've been there right away. Rob other fucking houses. Why Dude, are you? My favorite line in the, the world. He's just like that. you know. Yeah, you know, he's alone. He's a kid. That's right. Kids. Kids are stupid. <laughs> it's the stupidest fucking line. No, but they wait. They waited till the dark, right? And say, so, let's wait till nighttime. Do you, there's no one on the street. Why just do it right away? Well, just go rob other houses. Just cut your losses, skip it, and move on. Or just rob the but, house with the kid Sean, in it during the daytime. His house is like yours. It's so full of priceless artifacts. Oh, Dude, no, 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 no. Sean, my artifacts. Sean, that house is the silver tuna. That's the reason why silver he actually tuna. did that whole neighborhood, <laughs> yes. man. Come on, dude. Yeah. So, wait, wait. I want to go back to the beginning the of the movie. Tuna. How realistic... <laughs> And I know, I know we've already said that this movie is not realistic, but how realistic yes, is, it is it to have a cop just standing in your foyer for 20 minutes or whatever? <laughs> well, you know, with his gold well, Hello? See, you don't understand yeah. that. Hello? Sean has that on his neighborhood because he lives in the richer area than all of us, but we don't have that. In, in the It's more expensive no. areas they have yes. that. So cops, cops don't come just No, actually, a, that's, that's not true. Every, every year we have, uh, we have a, a cop in our neighborhood named Alfredo, and he comes and does a wellness check on all the houses all the time. I'm a bougie bitch. I don't know what to tell you. So let's he talk donates, about the, he about the police officers in this movie because seriously, those are some of the worst. Oh my god! When that cops. cop is eating that donut, has the child ever? Has the child has the child swallow anything poisonous? And then knock on the window. Marge, back to you, Marge. Marge. With the crazy lady. Back to you, Marge. With the crazy lady. But I like how the cop goes in. He's just like. There's no one here in the house. Mind you, the lights are all on, by the way. Yeah, there's, no, there's no one in the house. house secured. Why don't you just have them go check their kids again? You know, Count their and that's kids it. He resolved, he, he resolved the problem. Yeah, he not, no, he knocked like five times. There's no one here. So house I, was I, know, secure. I know I know. that there's a new Home Alone. I haven't seen it yet. Like literally came out this not gonna year. not going to watch it. No, you can't watch it. How? No. You watch it. No, no, that's Brandon and I will watch it with our kids. No, no, that's not the point. The point is this it's movie. It's called Home Alone Sweet Home. This movie though couldn't happen nowadays nope. because they would be like Instagram, they would be Facebook, they would be well, no instantly as soon as Kevin everything. would wake up, he would text his yeah, mom. Text you his left mom. me. Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey! By the way, I'm here. <laughs> no, you can do something like you no, know, there's no internet or something like that. I mean, it's a very I, simple I, listen, situation. Well, I there promise was a you take the phone away. Oh, you take the phone away from your kids for being yeah, bad. yeah. You got I'm not trouble. gonna lie though. That's a bold move from the mom sending your child up in the winter up to the attic to sleep. Why? For well, for grounded? It's, you it's go up to that. No, no, like, no. Understand dude, there's a hundred. He gets sent to our room all the time. We're this like, sweet. Salt. I got all my this stuff. This is not here. his room. No, it was, was a guest room. It was a guest room. It was a guest room. He got sent to the attic. 
Cinematographically, it makes complete sense. As someone who has an attic, I would send one of my naughty nieces up That's, to the attic. There's your nightmares. Your attic is scary. <laughs> so is yeah. your basement. I don't have a basement. I know. <laughs> Did you know? So let's talk a little bit about the uh, the the machinations of fear that that Macaulay Culkin that Kevin had. So my favorite part is that he's he he overcomes so much of his and. Excuse me, his anxiety or his fears over this taking, very short two, three taking day a period. shower by himself, right? And, and four day period, and he beca- he goes into the store by himself. He gets a tooth a toothbrush. <laughs> I'm, a I'm a felon. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a criminal. <laughs> I mean, I, my one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, and the one that always resonates with me every holiday is when he he's walking home with his bags it and all the stuff comes oh, out yeah. the bottom of the bags. Make me laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, welcome to adulting. <laughs> I, like, you're saying all these great like moments and great scenes, and you got to give prop. You got to give a lot of prop to uh, Christopher Columbus, man. He knows how to shoot. So, uh, you know, just different cool ways of actually uh, capturing the whole moment. I love how the yeah. perspective of like the film, where you see uh, uh, Kevin, you know, Kevin McCauley, and you see how the camera is kind of like above him, where he's all small and he's insecure, and then you notice in the in the movie. It kind of gets level to him, where he's more like strong and he's more confident in everything. And everything you seem like he's more of grown and whatnot. And I just like how he knows how to use the camera really well. I mean, he th- he's so, done it with so many movies. Yeah, like okay, so I mean, I uh, Chris Columbus is honestly one of my least favorite directors. I just don't like him. Goonies is you an example of that. Out. You hate Mrs. I Doubtfire? Would, you said you love you love Goonies. I love Mrs. Doubtfire. Listen, I just I think Christopher Columbus, Harry Potter, Chris bro, Columbus, Harry Potter. You know, Chris Columbus. Yeah, but now. yeah, but Gremlins? the two movies that he Gremlins, he, Young Sherlock Holmes. I'm sorry, shut up and listen because he did not direct. He did not direct Gremlins. Yeah, he that did. was Richard Donner. No, he didn't. No, that was uh, that was Joe um, Joe Demis. Joe Dante. That's right. Joe Dante. Dante. Yeah. It was Joe Dante. Yeah. Still. So listen, <laughs> with the exception, the two the two Harry Potters that he he did uh, two the two works. No, no, no. Chamber of Secrets is pretty good, dude. Can we move which, on from which him? ones? Which ones are which? Which ones are worse than one and two? This was. A... I would say one is not as bad as two, and and the only one worse than two is five. The best part about this movie oh, is five that is the good one. Nothing, five is a good one. Nothing compares to this movie. This movie came out of nowhere with its right. own story. So which, Eddie, like, I would whole, agree with you. Like, this is that's Chris so Columbus's. This is his masterpiece. This Absolutely, one hundred percent. This is, this is yeah. the same like Robert Zemeckis had uh, Back to the Future. This this hit on all cylinders. It yep. really did. I think make his career. As a kid, I used to do a map of my house and mm-hmm. pretend to have little micro machines out in so, the, the living room. Have a oh, like, we a have stream. I can random stream tied. So my dad would trip over that. <laughs> I felt so listen, bad, but listen, I was like, I yeah, one up got you. So the first time, so I, I'd taken off probably five years from watching this movie. And last year. I watched it for the first time with my kid, and literally for the next two months, I had booby traps set booby up traps. all around everywhere. The house. <laughs> and I had to laugh because I remember when I was six years old, right? And I was doing the same damn thing. I was yeah. like, "Okay, kid, how can I get this Nerf gun to shoot by itself if somebody pushes this <laughs> yes. this little string?" Yes. And the fan, right? my the fan with the cellophane that went in the face, and then he took the cellophane off, and then the the fan <laughs> blew the feathers. <laughs> I mean, right, but but that's shit you who, couldn't make up. It was like, <laughs> but who who didn't do this stuff when they were kids, or at least who didn't think right, about right, this? Right. Still this to this day, this though, did. the kids still do it to this day. Once we watch this movie, my kids done the same thing. Like his kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. they set up booby traps, fucking Legos, Nerf guns, Legos, throughout <laughs> everything. Fucking things hurt open, when you step on them. I killed yeah, you. There's nothing. I open up my bathroom door and I get a, I get a Nerf gun straight to the the, the nuts. <laughs> I don't know how they planned so, it, but we did it. So, so two two things two things one how many times would these guys have actually died because literally it had to be like they would like, have been destroyed just saying yeah have well, you the guys seen can, the iron in the face the, the nail in the, the face. face the nail the bb the bb Being, been fine. a blowtorch no, to no, your no, fucking dome oh yeah the blowtorch the, the blowtorch to the dome the bb should have went to the eyeball the game BB over from point been blank yes. range would have killed once guy. again why did they keep going just turn around and go rob other houses so have you guys the so if you haven't <laughs> if you haven't done it yet 
you need to look at Home Alone. Um, oh, shoot, I forget what it is, but if you Google like Home Alone um, with blood or whatever, it shows like what it would look like. <laughs> They'd have been dead by minute four. <laughs> they would have been dead, yeah. But it's basically just it superimposes like blood splurting. It's it's literally so. Classic. We're 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 coming to the end here. I want to talk about a couple more things, particularly John Candy, because for such a small role in this film, there is no small role for John Candy. Yeah, you only, know? Only, there really there's, is. There's only small parts, not small actors. So he. He, he, to me, has some of the greatest lines, and I think all of them are unscripted. I don't think all improvised. That most of that shit is improvised. Like, have you ever heard of our songs? Like, "Kiss Me Polka," "Polka Polka Polka." Polka Polka. (laughs) We're very big. Oh, no, in U.S. No, we're very big in Shinobi. This guy is what the hell? Shiboyan. We're very big in Shiboyan. Very big in Shiboyan. What I thought. In my mind, right, I remembered him having a more serious role, and it really—it's a lighthearted role. Well, like and, he does talk—he talks yeah. her through, like, crappiness of being a parent. Which I, I mean, if you are a, a parent, like, you know the feeling of like I'm just not good enough. And I think he's and trying to alleviate good. her guilt. Yeah. Right? So like, right. Uh, anyone could have left Kevin home. Anyone would be—you know—she's fighting her her ass off to get back to him. The reality is, is that it's not her fault. It's just shit happens, and and. <laughs> My my problem is this whole backdrop of of the holiday, right? It's like if it was a random Wednesday, she wouldn't be fighting this hard to get back because but you can't be alone on Christmas. I'm like, bitch, he doesn't care if it's Christmas. <laughs> it's 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 the it's the it's the inner story of a mother <laughs> trying to get to his daughter and the mother trying to get to All his. All I know kid. is on the airplane, what trapped me up was when they were like, she was in shock, and Uncle Frank was like, I understand. I left my glasses too. <laughs> and everyone just like stops and looks at him. <laughs> like, but I love how like the very end, like Kevin had a pretty good plan. He, he used the whole house. Like he protected the house really well. And he, he, he messed up. I feel though. like Eddie still does this. He messed up with going back to, why not just call 911 at your own house? Why not just tell, tell uh, oh, old man, what, what's his name? Old, old man weather. Well, uh, no, old man. Hold on, Marley. Why, why Marley. don't you just tell old man Marley, Help like, hey, um, by the way, we're sitting in church. There's two guys that are actually going to rob my house. <laughs> no, my favorite. Okay, <laughs> hold on. I'm, I, I've used my favorite like 50 times, but I will say, when he goes back and he makes his mac and cheese and he like sets himself eight fifty seven like, this beautiful dinner. <laughs> yeah, with milk. And like you know when they're coming. Three minutes. You get, yep. You don't make it like twenty minutes early so you can enjoy your mac and cheese. <laughs> No, but no, seriously, he had like an hour to come up with just... I had that thought literally last night when <laughs> I watched it. An hour, an hour of his time to he, he, the he best... He really got his whole house set up in minutes. that time frame. Yes. And it was then he was able to actually heat up a macaroni and cheese dinner. <laughs> Why? He waited till 8 o'clock to build his little fortress. I mean, that's past my bedtime. I don't know how he did it. I would just have been, drawing I that sleep. map would have took me three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I mean, this this movie had all the perfect ingredients for a long a long lasting film. You've got a great child performance, Macaulay Culkin. We haven't even talked about Kieran Culkin. Yeah, he's we funny in this movie, about dude. Culkin. Have you? We haven't have, even talked about Macaulay. So let's talk about Fuller for just a second, because has any does anyone who watched Succession on HBO? Well, yeah, that's his brother. It, is, that's Kieran Culkin is in that show. He literally just hosted Saturday Night Live. Or is it like, Roar, no, was it Roar no, 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 no. That's Kieran? that's Kieran. That's Kieran. That's Kieran. So Kieran, I'm I'm watching an interview with Kieran Culkin, and it's I think it's when Macaulay was right after this movie. He was hosting SNL, and he was there. Yes, yes, he was, and and. Everyone's celebrating Macaulay Culkin, blah blah blah, and Kira looks back and like they're lifting him up on his shoulders, and he goes to Kevin Neal and he's like, "Hey, Kevin, lift me up." <laughs> and he, you see like Kira Culkin, and he's like, "Yeah," he put pump in his arms, and then Kevin Nealon's like, "All right, kid," and he just puts him down. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, he just like ended up like hosting like last month too, which is kind of like comes full funny. circle. He's a great yeah. fucking actor, yo. There's so many good actors in this movie. Just great liners, great like just moments in this movie. Like they, they last forever. I mean, I say things like every time when I get into a, a fucking situation, I'm like, "All right, this is it. Don't get scared now." Like I usually do that whole shit right there with like, <laughs> what, what would like what would Kevin McAllister do? What would Kevin McAllister do? This is my house. Is this I must protect you. <laughs> this is my house. I must protect you. This is my house. I have to defend it. Man, it's yeah. fucking dope, dude. So man. do you think, though, Catherine, I mean, like, her uh, husband and the five kids ended up walking through the house, like, five minutes yeah, after if her. they just would have waited until, like, the next flight. They would have just got and there the next, the, next day, the next day, it was super clean. Like, the house was perfect. There was no, like, refuse right. of... 
of right. all of his booby traps. Like he went home except and like cleaned it Buzz's up. Except in Buzz's room. Except in Buzz's, Buzz's room. room. Dude, well, fuck Buzz. Dude. Seriously, I used to get teased so fucking much by our family. Yeah, just I was. You know, I because I, I had a friend. Did you have a girlfriend? No, 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 no. Hey, that was actually a guy, by the way. If anyone didn't know about it, like, no, this is that's a hidden gem right there. That was actually a boy dressing a girl because uh, the director didn't want to make fun of a girl, by the way. Oh. Woof. Buzz, bro, he got away with that first one when he was like, he was being a dick to his brother. So listen, we, we need to talk about Macaulay Culkin, who has just basically had just the shittiest life ever. But why is he had a shitty life? Dude, that guy has the best life ever. Oh no, no, he he just has gone like literally up and down, and up and down, and up and down. My choice, no, he <laughs> most after, most after he pretty after. much retired when he was fifteen years old. Yeah, and he just came back, I think, for American Horror Story. Dude, he has his own podcast. Oh, yeah. He's been on the he, Pink he, Rabbit. No, 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 I'm, I'm, bunny, I'm not saying now. Years, I'm just saying the guy. I'm just saying the guy had a tough life. But what I do want to talk about is the fact that literally. He was like one of the iconic faces of the 90s, right? Oh, yeah. He literally owned the 90s. He was the child actor of the 90s. So besides the, besides this movie Richie and Home Alone Rich, 2, yeah. what was the other? He was Richie Rich. Uh, Richie Rich. No, he was in a movie. He was also in a movie. Great movie with uh, Elijah Wood. The Good um, Son. The Good Son. Where oh. he cusses for the uh, first he was, time. He was the bad guy. He was the bad son. That's, He's like, don't That movie still me. scares me to this day. I, I'm, I'm always, I have two sons. Well, I'm like, shit, which one's the bad son? Which so one's the good if you son? Look, if, you look at those, <laughs> if you look at those child actors, though, there's only a couple who've really been able to sustain a career long term like I think Elijah, Elijah Wood, Wood but yeah. even Elijah Wood has hit, been hit and miss over his career and he slow played it I yeah, feel like he, he stretched out his movies Macaulay Culkin like Abigail, Abigail Breslin I think is one of the one of the Abigail Breslin's been pretty sisters. good but and like the Drew Barrymore has been pretty good yeah um, Kirsten Sean Astin uh, Kirsten Dunst yeah. like but, it's, yeah. but it's it takes different. a special like I mean look at like Jonathan Lipnicki right he was everything in the 2000s and now he kind of does that he was in uh, like Jerry Maguire oh that fucking kid yeah yeah Boy he was in the one with, um, with Adam what Sandler. Oh no! One. So um, was it? Uh, hold on, hold on. Right? Yeah. No, th- that was uh, no, that was Spruces, and the Spruces have done good. Oh, Spruce, right? Yeah. Right. But no, he was in. Oh, he was in Little Vampire. That's Little, like, yeah, that's right, Little Vampire. But um, yeah. you're talking about Haley Joe Osment or Hallie Joe Osment. He yeah, who, who has dropped actually, off? No, so no, no he, he hasn't. Well. Macaulay so, Culkin and and and, uh, and Joel Osment, they've been doing fucking yeah, work, dude. Hallie Joe Osment did like uh, secondhand lines, and then he went to college and did uh, some stuff, and, yeah. like no acting. But then he's come back and he did a great stint on, um, I want to say, uh, it was an HBO show. Uh, Silicon Valley, and then he did um, yeah, he was uh, Kim, uh, Kaminsky Method, and he's no. done a bunch of really cool stuff no, no, on no. TV. No, so. no, Macaulay Entourage, Culkin, dude, the, the, Entourage the, right? Culkin is the shit, dude. Like he 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 oh, has yeah. his, he can he can actually do when he wants to do movies, he'll do it. That's just simple. How I, he yeah, he's. Is, like, I mean, look at his career out through the history. Like, saved, and he's he's peppered out a couple of good movies. I, I agree, but I think like, every like it, he just. He had his bulk of his movies were in the '90s and the early 2000s, and that was it. It was like 1990 he, to 1994. He just, he's like, right, I'm done. That was it. Like, right. I don't need you he anymore. Retired, Why not? Dude. Like, I retired. He got 20, 20 million allegedly. Allegedly got 20 million for Richie Rich. I love it. Rich actually Rich, made him Richie Rich. Richie Rich was bomb as a kid. Sean, shut on, up. And on that note, now remember, we're called the Wet Bandit Podcast. <laughs> Wet Bandits, W-E-T. Now I'm just playing. That brings us to the end of our review. Now it's time on the podcast where each of the hosts provides a score on the following scale. Sean Eddie. says. Hello, Eddie. All right. Can you provide our scale, please? Thank you. Zero. Let me show you guys how it's done. Zero, the perfect movie. You don't need Which, shit to enjoy honestly, it. it's interesting that Eddie says this since he says that there is no zero. <laughs> One, I filled your first cocktail. <laughs> Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're in an Uber or Lyft and home. Four, rough morning watch of shame. Five, you blackout, shit face, spring break, drunk. Gentlemen, Which, by the way, let's I start am with close to right now, and I love you guys. Let's start with Brandon. Brandon, just go ahead. Get him out of the way before he shit, gets. Shit, don't start with me. <laughs> oh God. Okay, number one, um, I am drunk right now. Uh, number two, I love you guys. Number three, I love this movie. Right? It's not a perfect movie. It is a movie that conjures up so many different memories that I have from childhood. But I think that that we kind of. If anything, we've come to this conclusion today that that this is a movie about our childhood. Um, and even if you, I, I said this in the beginning, but even if you weren't a child in 1990, you still feel this kind of weird sense of nostalgia because of this movie. Um, I think that this movie is is a classic in a weird way, right? That it's a movie that um, it's not just about like, oh, if it's on TBS, I'm going to sit down and watch it. I, like you remember this movie, you remember it viscerally. You can repeat, you know, repeat the lines back as they say it. 
because it's a movie that I think strikes into the core of what it means to just literally be uh, a person, right? It, it brings in the crazy. It brings in the, the good. It brings in the bad. It shows us what, what shitty people look like and it shows us what good people are. And um, I don't know. There's something weird about this movie. Like I wanted to not necessarily like this as much as I always did. I wanted to pick this thing apart. I wanted to find things that I didn't like. And I tried really hard. Like I wrote down a bunch of notes about how literally the kids are horrible, how, how Kevin McAllister doesn't deserve a second chance, how, you know, dot, 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 dot. But ultimately I come back at the end and when the family returns and when he turns around, he sees his fucking mom right there. And you're just like, God damn it. Go hug her. Right. <laughs> but he waited for the mom to apologize. Someone's fucking... in this Christmas spirit. He, waited make for the sure mom he locks the door, by but, the way, he never locks the door in this what movie. It is, right. I don't like Chris, Chris Columbus. Right. Right. <laughs> she has a key. God damn it. Never locks the door. I, I, don't, I don't want to like this movie as much as I do. And I, I really like it's it's not a perfect movie. It's not even by Eddie's standards. It's not a great movie. But damn it. It's a really, really, really good movie that I can sit down and I can watch. Now, I can't watch it anytime. I need to watch it during the holidays because it's a it's a Christmas movie. One hundred percent. Um, again, I, I want to come back, come back to it. Like I'm watching this movie with my kid and I'm like, dude, you can't like talk to people like these people do. Um, but John Hughes has a way of just creating jerks and then giving them souls. And I think we saw that in breakfast club and I think we see that in the home alone. And so I'm going to give this a one. I'm just going to give it a straight one. I'm not going to go any kind of weird, crazy, um, numbering system but i think honestly it's a feel-good first cocktail i wish i wish and this is this is the only thing that would take this honest honest to god through to a zero is if there was a little bit more decency in some of these characters leading up to the end and i know that we can argue about the you know the revelation and the the change that happens but honestly when the whole family leaves the kid at the end i'm like oh you didn't learn anything i wish that they had just taken him away and he had seen old man Marley with his family with his mom holding him and hugging him. That would have been perfect. That would have been a zero. It didn't happen. So I'm going to go with the first, uh, a feel good first cocktail here, which I have more than surpassed. So you want people to be fake? Well, like, for someone who doesn't like happy endings, he wants a happy ending. Which is, is that what they, yeah, I'm so confused. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out right there. God damn it. You know what would be better is if everyone died at the end. It would be better if everyone just was real, more real and just be not fake. Oh, Sean. I bought you this for Christmas. <laughs> for those, uh, anyway. for those listening at home, he just flipped me off, and Such I a, did. And you know, uh, uh, I want to give this. To, I want to. I want to throw this over. I want to throw this over to Jeremiah. Uh, well, I'm gonna leave at this note right here. I don't think this is a perfect film. I think it has its flaws, but I still think this is probably the quintessential Christmas spirit movie for me personally. I think it has fun. I think it has beautiful moments. It has memorable characters. It's a movie that gets passed down from generation to generation. I literally was just watching this this year. I can watch this movie and put it on anytime if I want to. And I enjoy the shit out of it. I don't need it to be Christmas to watch this movie. That's what I'm trying to say. I can watch this movie any fucking time, any day. I remember watching this movie with your sons at my place. And I remember them just like laughing the shit out just with their hands above the chin. And I remember like, you know, that's what we were doing when we were little. This movie captures that moment, man, because this film is a part of our lives and it's going to be there forever. This movie is what Christmas is, and it's, to me, it's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Again, it's Ooh, not a perfect... It. Yeah, it's, again, it's, it's not a perfect movie, but man, okay. when you watch this, it makes you just think about it, uh, a time and it makes you appreciate the love of Christmas and everything like that. So for me, this is a .75 for me, guys. This is... Okay. A half a shot, and then you know what? I'm gonna get a little whiskey, a little like a flask, and <clears throat> so what you're saying is you're gonna this. lick up, you're gonna lick up the overflow on the bar, like a jump of eggnog. Mm, okay. That sounds good, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna bring it over to Pass my brother me. from Thank my same mother. You. I'm, I'm the OMP on this. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the spider. The last scene with the spider in the face. Oh, that when he screams! Wait. <laughs> Like Mouth? You saw, you saw a growth of just Kevin. I love this. Uh, so I'm going to just bounce off, piggyback off of uh, Jeremiah and also Brandon. But it takes a lot for a movie, you know, like how Brandon was saying, for it to be on TBS, like, oh, I'm just going to watch it on TBS. But it takes a lot to say, you know what? I'm actually going to go watch this movie no matter what every Christmas. Like, this is yeah. one of those movies, like, I'm going to go watch it. So that's like, uh, even then, even what Jeremiah was saying, if it comes on August, if, it, if I happen to watch it in. 
in October, I'm down. I'm gonna watch it. I'm in, I'm gonna enjoy it. Like I want to. It's a movie that I write to this day. My six-year-old and my four-year-old, I could put on this movie any time of the year, and they're just sit down and watch they it. Sit down and watch it. Dude. And it's kind of funny how you, that that doesn't really happen with a lot of the movies. Most of it's like you know cartoon movie and stuff, but for a movie, a regular movie, that's hard to do for a child that's made in 1990. So for I mean that just alone it says a lot about this movie. Um, yeah, there has a, it has its little you know it's like one of those movies like Back to the Future. You can pick apart little pieces. But overall, like that's the best part about this movie. Like this movie fit in its right timeline. I mean, nowadays it, it would be really hard to make. It, a lot of stuff will have to be done for a child to be left at home. Uh, CPS will probably be called right away as well. Um, but <laughs> uh, overall, I just I I, I I love this movie, and it's hard not to. Uh, it's not my perfect movie. Uh, is there? There is no perfect movie. I'm not according to that. That's a long. That's a different conversation we have <laughs> offline. So we'll talk about it later. Uh, if you want to see my other podcast on the side, there is no perfect movie.com. <laughs> Actually, if you just want to listen to a perks of being a wildflower, yeah. there is a perfect movie. I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay? Oh my god! After all this, yeah, he gave is. a zero. He, he texted me that whole time. Afterwards, he said, "You know, you gave a zero already." He's like, "Fuck." Oh, uh, anyway, it better. I know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, anyways, going back to this, going back to my my part. Everyone, shut up. Uh, <laughs> it, this movie, I mean, it, it's there's not many characters in it, but you saw a growth in Kevin, and we all could look at Kevin in different areas of our lives, even the parents. But we could see, we can to see memories, and even to this day, everyone could like pick apart a memory they have, or even to this day, uh, I could. I could just watch it with and just be alone, or I could watch it with my kids. I could watch it with my wife. It that says a lot for me, and I mean, I, I enjoy this movie. I'm trying to find a story of this movie that represents my love for this, but I'm going to try to go with Jeremiah's story, a point seven five, just below a shot, right? Just below a feel good, a feel, a feel no, good just, first shot, just, just above a shot, just, just above a shot, below, below, below a drink, full, yeah, below drink. for for drink, yeah. a full drink, yeah. Just so. Uh, Point uh, seven five. Just I did. I agree, man. Like this is the movie that you know you get out around the telly and you just watch it because this is a movie that just lasts forever. Yeah, I'm giving a point seven five. Sean, nice. round it out. All right. So I look back at, at film, right? So the mandate of the podcast is to look at how yep. uh, movies basically impact cinema. Mm-hmm. And I look back at movies with kids and different scenes in movies that are like if you did a reel of iconic scenes or shots from movies, uh, what would come to mind? You know, Indiana Jones replacing the idol, Indiana Jones running away from the ball, uh, you know, Han Solo frozen in kryptonite. Um, and then you get into the into the more 80s movies with um uh, what's his name? Raising his hand at the end of um, oh, John, uh, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah, John Cusack, yeah, John Cusack with the with the with say the anything. boombox. Say anything. And um, clueless in that wonderful yellow um, outfit. outfit. You have these indelible images in your mind of these movies that no matter how many times you've watched the movie or how old the movie is, those those memories just kind of they stick with you. And from this movie, I think you have like three or four. You have the moment where he puts his uh, hands on his cheeks with the sh- with the uh, aftershave, aftershave, aftershave and screams. You have uh, the, ki- the the old man shoveling the snow and hearing the story about how he killed his old whole family. You have, I think, the the tarantula, and then you know you have the scene with Buzz. Um, at, at the very beginning of the movie, I think these these scenes just they seem to stick with you. And that is why this movie stays because not only does it have these great iconic moments, but it also has great stories and great characters. And it has this developmental story that isn't just about a kid defending his home. It's about growth and about change and about becoming kind of moving from adolescence into a little bit more of a mature uh, state of mind. Mm -hmm. I think that those elements of the movie make it last forever. Like this movie you can watch in 20 years and you're still going to get the same feelings. You're still going to get the same indelible moments. Uh, and it's going to shape an- another generation of kids, not just us, not just, you know, your kids, but the next generation mm-hmm. of kids. When Noah has, you know, kids, he's going to sit down and watch Home Alone and they're going to have the same feelings that we have. And I think that's powerful. Uh, I do think that the movie fails in a couple of areas, but the failures don't matter because they're eclipsed by 
some really the iconic laughs. scenes, the laughs. There's nothing in this movie that I could point to. I hated that. Nothing. Not one thing. I agree. There's things that I could point to and go, I wish they had done it different or I wish they had done it better. But it eclipsed, it's eclipsed by great performances and great lines and great scenes. So I'm kind of with you guys. I don't want to score it so low that it's kind of ridiculous on our scale. But I feel like this movie deserves, you know, I think it's better than a point seven five. I do. I think I think it's... It's better than Elf. You got you to, gotta, gotta like, not... Focus on that. You got to figure I, I, out how I, the thing is, how yeah, you what, feel. What does it feel to you? It feels yeah. like a. It feels like a shot. It feels like a point five for me. I think that if you're gonna look at the pantheon of Christmas movies, this is top five. If you look at the pantheon of child acting movies, this is top five. If you look at, you know, the, I look at Stand by Me. I look at all these different movies with child actors. There's no one, no one performance that's better than Macaulay Culkin. No, I agree with you 100. percent so Absolutely. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a point five. Uh and uh when we combine those scores and divide by four, what does yeah. Home Alone get an average rating of? Uh it gives us an average of zero point seven five. Thank you, Brandon, for doing and, the math. And uh Jeremiah, yeah, yeah. zero point seven five. Where Which is new. We don't have any. We don't have a zero point seven five. Wait, what is it again? Zero point seven five. This is our first point this is our first zero point seven five. This is between Remember the Titans at a 0.71, and uh, it beats The Shining at a 0.81. Okay. So Sean, go ahead and say it. I think that that's where it deserves to be, because that's what you say every single two weeks. You know, you know I'm going to think, I think it deserves where it, where it deserves <laughs> where it's supposed to be right now. Well, let, let's, let's put it this way. Elf oh, is a 1.25. Elf is a 1.25. So it's better than it's Elf. Better, it's better than it's Elf. It's better than Elf. They're a national lapoon for Christmas vacation. It's better than that Christmas uh, vacation, yes. You know what else is better than, um, which is strange, the ring? is uh, Big Fish. I don't even remember hearing that podcast. It's also better than Die Hard and Harry Potter. But is it better know, than Halloween? <laughs> is it better than Halloween? Uh, yes, it is much better than Halloween. Oh, okay, well, God damn, I'm, I'm so okay with better. that. You know what? If you ever read, like, if you ever seen the director's cut of uh, of the old man, you know, you actually see him actually stalking, it, you know, the neighbors and everything like that. By the way, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering why was uh, Old Man Murphy? Is it Old Man Murphy? No, Old, old Man uh, Marley. Marley. Why was Marley. he in the Murphy's house? He was in the Marley house. Because he was saving Kevin. He was watching Kevin. Like, again, he's a serial killer. He's like, yeah. He actually is. What, what is. He's Michael Myers. He's Michael Myers. <laughs> You've never why. seen the director's cut of this There's movie. There's a reason why his son, son yeah. doesn't let him see his grandchild. You've never seen Zack Schneider's The Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you enjoyed our review or a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and give us a five-star review on iTunes. I cannot express this enough. Uh, we need physical reviews, people actually to write that they like us or hate us. That's fine. Um, but we really do appreciate the surge and please like us. that we've had. Uh I know Jeremiah kind of was really excited about the growth that we've seen this season with some better movie selection, I think. Uh, different movie selection, more mainstream movie Well, you selection. know, it's kind of like I the mean, whole field of dreams, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, if you say it, it will happen. They will come. <laughs> it will come. <laughs> so I, we had asked you, please share this podcast with someone you think would enjoy it, uh, someone who is into movies or just kind of wants to hear some funny banter between good old friends. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go with a group of your friends, and you're going to listen to one of our episodes. And all we do is talk shit, talk about movies, and make fun of each other and drink. So basically, we, be, we are friends. That's what we do. That's, That's what right? we do. Wait, we're friends? Yes. Shut up, Ed. Shut up, Ed. <laughs> Whoa, bro. That wasn't even me. You can find us on Instagram at the dot gentleman podcast. The dot means a lot. You can visit our website at the gentleman podcast.com. And we'd love to hear from you if you want to reach out by email at hosts with an S at the gentleman podcast.com. Please tell me that Sean is uh, talking too much. He's our fear, fearless What's our next leader. Movie, Sean? Thank you, no, thank you, Brandon, for uh, for for movie. paying homage to the actual host of this podcast. I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, uh, what were you drinking? A daiquiri? We, no, Is he's that a daiquiri? Drinking, he's drinking Kirkland margaritas. Yeah, not even drinking, Jose Cuervo. He's like gold. seriously drinking like a fucking moonshine. Is <laughs> that whatever he's doing <laughs> over that? there? He made it in his toilet bowl and shit, yeah, and he's good? like fucking going crazy right it's now. Than, Jeremiah, what's, our, what's our next movie going to be? What is our going to be our next Christmas movie? Oh, are we doing another Christmas movie? Fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. What's going on? (laughs) With the holiday. The holiday. (laughs) See you guys. Be good people. All right. See you guys. Cheers. Be safe. Was this our best one? Merry Christmas, you 50 animals. We could do Home Alone 2.
I gotta be honest, that was like literally one of our best. <laughs> hey, Brandon, you know how I say it fits on the list every time? You fucking say that every time. I know. What I have to put it in.